right, guys, so at the time of recording right now, it is currently Saturday, Royal Rumble Day. <laughs> so fucking ready, man. So fucking ready. Uh, we cannot wait for this pitch black match, whatever the hell that's going to be. No, it's, it, it could go both ways. It has the chance to be really good or really bad. I really don't see it being in the middle. I really don't. Nah, yeah, I think you're right. But more importantly, we're all looking forward to seeing Cody Rhodes win the Rumble, unless they pull a swerve and put Sammy over. I would love for them to do that, but... And not for all the people that's going to say, oh, it's going to, it's going to be Daniel Bryan Batista 2014. It's not. Cody is a full-time guy. It's not somebody coming in that hasn't been here in a while. It, people's not going to boo him like they think he is. It's a majority of the people uh, online. I don't know if it... It's like we've said before. If Sammy's one of the first ones in and he's gone soon before Cody gets even gets out there, I think it'll be okay. But if Sammy comes down and he's one of the last five, six people in the ring, whoever eliminates him is going to get nuclear heat. Well, yeah, anybody else. Anybody does it. But if they get nuclear heat and it's not Cody that eliminates him, maybe later on in line when Cody does win. Uh, I don't know because... Anything after Sammy goes out, I think, is going to be just yeah. heat, Who, no matter who it is. No matter who wins. I mean, hell. Right. No, yeah, I agree. Shawn Michaels could come back at number 30 and win the Rumble, and if it's not, it's not Sammy. He'd get well, booed out of the building. I wouldn't want that no matter who wins the Rumble, even if Sammy okay. wasn't. No. Okay, Steve Austin could come out at number 30 and win the Rumble, and people would boo him out of the building. I mean, look what they did to... Ray Mysterio a few years ago. Poor Ray. He still hadn't recovered from that. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I think it's going to be a great damn show. I I'm agree. Uh, I think the Rumble's one of my favorites. Next to Mania, it's one of my favorite pay-per-views. Well, like we said, it is Saturday. We're waiting on Mania. It's going to start here in the next uh, five, ten minutes or so. I'm waiting on everybody else to fucking get here so we can watch the Rumble, have a few drinks, have a great time, celebrate Michael's birthday. Uh, yeah, definitely. Happy birthday to Michael. Alex Michaels, Michael Howard, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but although they're not here yet, they did send picks in, Will and Ben. Uh, it's our first, first pay-per-view in our new boob cup format. Uh, we're not going individual events here. We're going... Three month intervals. So, uh. So, we'll do Rumble, Chamber, Mania. After nah, Mania. Mania, I think. Mania is April 1st and 2nd, so it'll be the first one on the next month. Okay. Or on the next one. So, the winner will be determined when? Whatever the last pay per view is in March that we'll watch. Oh, that'll be Revolution. Okay, then after Revolution. Oh, we're counting, we're counting just AEW and WWE. And NWA, right? No, not NWA. Well, NWA, we're still going to watch as just fans. So, AWA, so it's AEW and WB only. Okay. Well, no, because, I mean, the random NXT that we'll pick oh, yeah. or the... Still WWE. But I got you. All righty. Okay, but to... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Remind. That's the fucking word. The right word. Right word. To remind you guys what we are uh, doing, how we're doing this. Not only are we picking the matches, but we're given point totals depending on our level of confidence 
on the matches. We're giving them like the Rumble this year has five matches. Yeah. So we're rating one through five, five being our most confident, one being our least confident. And it's not like we could put five on every one. We have to go a one, a two, a three, a four, and a five. Uh, so right now, the only difference we're going to have is the point totals because we all picked the exact same down the line. So to win the men's rumble, we all said Cody. Women's rumble, we all said Rhea. Uh, we picked Roman to retain, Bianca to retain, and Bray to win the pitch black match. Yep. Now, our point totals, this is where we're going to differ. So, right now, if... Okay, the way I'm looking, if Cody doesn't win, myself and Josh will be minus three points for that. Will will be minus four points. Ben would be minus two points. So, if we get it wrong, we subtract the total that we put on that away. If we're correct, we add it to. So, if we all get everything right, everybody will have 15 points at the end of the night. If we all get everything wrong, we'll all be minus 15 points at the end of the night. But if only one or two matches turn out different, we'll just have to go with our point totals. So, as I said, for the men's rumble, I put three points on Cody. We'll put four points on Cody. Josh, three points on Cody. Ben, two points on Cody. Uh, we all picked Rhea for the Women's Rumble. I went two points. Will went three points. Josh went four points. Very confident there, Josh. Damn right I am. And uh, Ben went three points for Rhea. We make, all... what Doesn't make sense for anybody else but Rhea to win that Rumble. She built up the best, and I would want her to win that Rumble. So she can face Bianca and beat Bianca for the title. Yeah, or you could have one of those... Returning legends that they like to do every now and then, and Trish Stratus show up and get Trish Charlotte at Mania. I mean, we already had that, but I would not hate Trish coming back and winning. Uh, we all put five points on Roman to win. Uh, we don't think there's any way KO, as bad as that sounds, because we all love Owens, but they're not going to take the titles off Roman right now. Not until Mania. Uh, the Bianca Alexa match, none of us are very confident in there. Will, myself, and Ben put one point on this one. Josh, you went two points. I think just to change it up, maybe. Yeah, I just, yeah, this one's just weird. You never know. And then the pitch black match, uh, Ben and myself, pretty confident, put four points on Bray. Will, two points. Josh, one point. I think this is going either way. Mainly for the fact of the Uncle Howdy stuff. I think this is where we're going to get the Uncle Howdy reveal. And based off where the storyline's going, we don't know how to mimic him, uh, manipulating Bray to do the bad stuff or helping Bray. So I feel like it could either help him to be Ellie now or they could turn on him and cost him the match. And okay. then we'll get the reveal. I don't know. I just think with this being Bray's first match on TV. I don't think they're going to have him lose this one. Probably right, but... If I could have, I'd have put five points on this one, too. To be honest. 
I'm just curious how this match is going to go. Are we, getting, are, they, are we literally wrestling in darkness? Is like a boiler bra? I'm really curious for this. Is it cinematic? Is it going to be something like that where they mix cinematic and live action? How they did the uh, backlot brawl with Goldust and Piper? I don't know if it's going to be cinematic or not because if it was, we probably would have got some kind of report from the dirt sheets leaked out about them recording stuff. Uh, not necessarily if they kept it close and tight lip. I mean, they... They knew very little about the cinematic, uh, shit, what was it? The Bray Wyatt and, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton from a couple, uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton from a couple years ago. What was that? Oh, the House of Horrors match. House of Horrors match, that's it. Oh, God, that was so freaking, um, honestly, I did, I thought it was pretty cool in a, in a way. I, I thought it was cool, the house and everything. Some aspects of it was ridiculous. The doll room and all that kind of shit. I mean, they were trying to make everything look creepy, so... I just mad that the next pick, we didn't get that in the in the game. Eh, fuck it. <laughs> hey, at least we'll get War Games in 2023. Speaking of what are we going to get, uh, number one for the Rumble is about to come out. Uh, we have everything muted, of course, because copyright. And... Number one, for those of you who are not watching, which if you're not watching, why the fuck are you listening to us? Uh, arena's dark. Looks like, oh, nice. Gunther, number one. See, I, see, I, was, I was for sure it was going to be Seth one, Cody two. It would have made perfect sense. Yeah, but when did they ever do anything that makes sense? Well, let's see what Gunther can do. Be right back, guys. Well, we won't be right back. We'll be back in a couple of days to uh, do the episode. What's up, fuckers, and welcome to another, I can't really say exciting, what can I, what can I say in the, uh, it's going to be a enthralling, can we say enthralling, does it feel enthralling? No, because we're starting off with a little sad news, so I was just going to kind of somber, somber, a very somber edition of the Turn the Buckle podcast, uh, First bit of sad news. It's just the two of us tonight. Oh, two, two. Back at it again. Ben, of course, is uh, he had his uh, he had an eight o'clock at night MRI on Wednesday and still in a lot of pain. So. No, it was Monday. He had the eight o'clock MRI. Oh yeah, Monday. But yeah, sorry, Monday. He's still still in a lot of pain. He tried to call. He's gonna try to call in yesterday, and yesterday being Wednesday. Yeah, yesterday being Wednesday. Sorry, pronouns. Well, no, well, not pronouns, but. Time frame here. I yeah. Everybody know what's going on. But yeah, he's going to call in uh, on a Wednesday. Wasn't able to. Still in pain. Still in pain today. So he just told us to go ahead and knock it out. And we're going to try to do something this weekend on our way to RCW. Well, or not only that, show. but after the show, we're going to hang out and have a have a adult beverage or two. Or ten. 
No, not well. You might pass out on the way home like you always do anyway. I pass out right time. Well, no, because you didn't take that many. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, get a little bit of recording done. Uh, we'll have Tyler and Jones. We'll record a little bit with them just to get them on the podcast like they've been wanting to do. Well, Tyler's been wanting to. I think Jones is going to be like, what the fuck do you want to talk to me? <laughs> and uh, the other bit of sad news we got, uh, another legend has passed away. Uh, ben texted the group chat. What time was it? We were eating lunch. We were eating lunch. Yeah, I wound up getting off work early today because of the rain. We're doing our maintenance for the plant right now, so we couldn't do much with it raining today. So I actually got to get out of work a little bit early, and I was able to surprise Jennifer at work uh, on her birthday today. Yeah, I grabbed my lunch, and I'm headed down there. She's like, hey, I've already got my stuff. Go ahead and come on down. I go in there, go in the corner. Ah, hey, you're here. Yeah, I was the... uh, Sweet husband and brought her some flowers to work. Make everybody jealous. Uh, went in there. We ate a little bit of, little bit of food, some salad, uh, fruit, little sandwiches, uh, whatever that dip stuff was. That stuff was good. But uh, Ben texted in the group chat while we were sitting in there eating lunch that, like I said, another legend has passed. Uh, Whatever you knew him as, whether you knew him as Leaping Lanny Poffo or the Genius or whatever, you know, whatever you knew him as. Uh, also Randy Savage's brother. I mean, that's what some people might have known him as. Yeah. Uh, he's the one that inducted Randy Savage into the Hall of Fame. If you saw that and don't know who Lanny Poffo was, that's who he is. And uh, he unfortunately passed away. Yeah, I remember watching him as the genius in the late 80s, maybe a little bit into the early 90s in WWF. Uh, he would always come out, uh, had his graduation robe and cap on, and he would read poetry to the crowd and just make everybody hate him because he was doing poetry and not wrestle wrestle things. Yeah. So, all of our thoughts, prayers, good vibes, and everything to uh, the Poffo family as they uh, go through this tough time. Definitely. And, uh, you know, we'll be on with the funniness and dick jokes later, probably here in the next 30, 45 seconds. But, you know, that's one of those... I don't know if it was uh, he was sick. Ben really didn't go into any details on it. Yeah. Just that he had passed, so we don't know if he was sick, if it was a sudden thing. So I've not seen anything on Twitter. Or As we've always said, tell your family you love them. Don't hold grudges. Life's too short for that bullshit. Absolutely. So, uh... Josh, let's go ahead and move on. If you got uh, what's more news you may have for us today? This is something I just saw pop up right now. It's just something small. 
The next Jericho Cruise has officially been announced for January 26, 2024. If you've got a thousand thousands of dollars, go fucking rent your cabin because it's a fucking awesome experience. I wish we had the money because we would definitely go do it. Dude, hell yeah. But yeah, um, that would definitely be one of our bucket lists. If we ever had the money to go do that, I would love for us to go on the fucking cruise. But yes, Jericho Cruise, number five, January 26, 2024. I uh, don't know if they've announced for tickets, but I know they've announced the date. Okay. <sighs> this bit of news is going to make you like, what the fuck? And especially given where it's going to be happening that possibly, it's going to make you go, what the fuck, even more. What's All the right, b- dick joke. Ah, not really. Oh, okay. What's the, biggest re- what's the biggest wrestling show in the world? Uh, The next RCW show. What's the second biggest? Um, Wrestle Kingdom. What's the third biggest? You know what? It's, it's fucking WrestleMania. AEW Dynamite. It's fucking Mania. Okay, Mania. Okay. What, do we, what kind of crazy-ass match would we just have at the Royal Rumble? Pitch Black. Oh, the Pitch Black match? I was about to say, which one are you talking about? Because there were so many craziness. Not really, but okay. At WrestleMania. Mountain Dew Code Red match. Has nothing to do with the drink. Okay. Uh... Thanks, cereal. What's my favorite cereal? Uh, nobody gives a shit. How about the Honey Bunches of Oats match? Close. The Cinnamon Toast Crunch match hinted for WrestleMania 39. While speaking to the Hollywood Reporter, WWE Senior Vice President and Head of the Global Sales and Partnership, Craig Stimmel, touted WWE's sponsor revenue ship for WrestleMania 39 and noted that one of their sponsors suggested that there will be surprises calling out a new sponsor in Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I quote, he said, I don't want to give away too much, but it'll be around a match and the sponsorship of that match and what they'll be able to bring to that match. So we're going to do things that fit inside of our storylines as well. And one of the biggest sponsors that they said was Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So I swear, if somebody finds a giant fucking bowl and wrestles in a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch at WrestleMania, what the fuck? I don't know what this could entail. Like, I don't know how the fuck you're going to do this. Oh, God. I, please, don't, please don't let this be true. I really hope it's not. I mean, AEW did the mimosa match, which was basically a giant bowl full of orange juice or orange liquid. Yeah. That was a... So, I mean, but I it, fit see... with, it fit with the storyline and it fit with the character. How does, this doesn't fit with nothing. I don't... I don't, is it, there I don't know. Bray the Bray Wyatt? Wyatt character is very surreal... You could make that work. That was a stretch. <laughs> that was a bad stretch. <laughs> that was a bad stretch. You could make that work. I could make it work. So, yeah. So, that's uh, that's interesting. So, <laughs> I let mean, us know your thoughts about is that. Is it really interesting? Yeah. <sighs> Moving on. A fourth known lawsuit has been filed against uh, Vince McMahon by Joe Horder. Oh, son of a bitch. For more information about the, quote, horrifying allegations against him. So, this I, motherfucker is going to be tied up in litigation for the rest of his fucking life. Oh, fucking A. Good God. And then Nick Can com- he be canceled already? He if been. this was anybody else... They wouldn't be gone. I mean, shit, this is four allegations. What? Who's the dude from that 70s show? Oh, uh... uh hi, uh, Danny yeah. Masterson. Wasn't it like one and now he's done for? 
Yeah, and it was something that was like 15 years ago. He was off the ranch. Well, I mean, in that come on, all this Vince show. McMahon, most of this Vince McMahon stuff's from like 20, 30, 30, 30 40 yeah. years ago. So, I mean, you can't say, oh, it was 10 years ago. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, I mean, yeah, it's just all this bullshit. He's, he was gone, then he forced his way back in, and just fucking let him go already. I mean, shit. Uh, anything else you got there, Joshua? I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm scrolling through my stuff. It was okay, a kind well, of a slow news day. Well, I'll give you some. What uh, you got? Although he is going to be maining event, main eventing. Almost had that one of those many strokes you have all the time. Hey, happens to the best of us, man. And you. Uh, he was. He is going to main event Elimination Chamber against Roman Reigns, apparently. Sami Zayn. That's what everything's pointing at, looking like. Yes. WWE still does not see him, Sami Zayn, pronouns, pal, as a main eventer. They don't see him as someone who could headline WrestleMania. And I don't fucking know why. He's good in ring. Yeah. He's got the crowd behind him no matter what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want him to be a baby face, he can be the baby face. You want him to be a heel, he can be a heel. He got the word Usi over. Yeah, making him a shit ton of money off of that. as Mark does. Made a fuck ton of money off of that. The Sammy Uso shirt that is now a Sammy Uso that looks like it has tape over it with Zane written on it. In the style of Kevin Owens shirt. That's some foreshadowing. I mean, it's just fucking, it's amazing the shit that that he can do, the stuff he can does when he gets out there, and they don't see him as someone who can make him money, someone who's believable in a main event. Which is weird because you would think Triple H would because that was, that's one of his NXT babies. I mean, he was pushed, well, I mean, he wasn't really pushed that much in NXT. He had that underdog from the underground gimmick. He won the title. And made, he won the NXT title. And then immediately went into that program and came in and lost it. He had the long, shortest reigning NXT championship of all in history. So maybe he never saw him in NXT either. You know, and I I could see him. I would love to see him win the title. I would love to see him make a swerve. But it goes back to something that Ben has always said. The chase is better than the reign. So he chases it, beats Roman to Thrones. Well, then what do we have going forward? That's how it is in AEW. Every time there's a chase for a title, it's yeah. always better than when they actually win the title. Because, yeah, perfect example. Hangman's three-year story arc from when he finally beat Omega is fucking incredible. His right after that was shit. But that was a little bit on AEW's part, too. Because the way they booked it, it seems like they were booking other big storylines. There's a lot of big stuff going on at that time. That kind of overshadowed Hangman's title reign, it seems like. Agreed, and that's... It's crazy that they want to do it that way, but... Yeah. Uh, another bit of news that Ben wound up sending in to us. Uh, there is only one complaint from WWE about uh, the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, what was that? And that was the one thing that Ben was complaining about. Uh, Hardy's performance. Yeah, apparently it was um, scoffed at backstage. And I, I I think, I don't know if we was, because we, we was all drinking and everything. 
and shit. So I'm, I don't think we was even half listening to it. But from what I heard when I was half listening to it, it was like, I guess audio was off or something. It sounded like he was growling. Like, I've heard him on the radio and listened to him. He's a pretty decent singer. Pretty well, all right. But it didn't sound like he usually does. This song, it's more rock than... Hardy's a country artist. Yes. This song is more of a rock song than what he normally goes to. So he just kind of went full rock on the performance, I think. And it just kind of... Didn't fit well with what his style of singing is, I guess. So that's what I'm saying. WWE has always been a hard, heavy metal kind of thing. They've always done rock music when they've done live performances. Because this is the first live performance they've had at a pay-per-view in I don't know how long. I think it was Pop, uh, Poppy did it in at one of the takeovers. I think that was the last one I remember. That's the last one I remember. Um, so why have they not got a heavy metal band to perform on the Rumble? Fuck, they could have got fucking Shine Down. They could have. Well, I mean, not, that's not. I mean, this the name of the song was sold out. So I mean, Rumble sold out. Eh, okay, I see that. And like I said, I've heard the song performed regular on the radio, you know, studio version, and it didn't sound like that. Right. Like I said, he just, I don't know if he got too into it or what happened, but that's the only, that's the only thing that was complained about by the uh, backstage at WWE about the whole pay-per-view. Bing gave, Bing gave it an A plus 10 out of 10. I thought it was great too. Minus a Pick black match, which like we said before, it was either going to be really good or really bad. It was like five minutes, I think is what it was, if that. Bray won. We'll go more into detail about that later, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got one more bit of news. All right, what's your it's last bit of news? It's coming from Sean Rossap at Fightful.com. Apparently there's an investor's call today. Triple H was leading the call. Um, a couple of things to note. I'm not saying this is accurate news, but, I mean, this is coming from quotes. So, I mean, this is looks like it's from the, the investor's call. I was about to say, if it's a if there was an investor call, there's quotes leaked and everything else. So, so this is probably good information right here. So, Triple H on the investor call says, having Vince around has been great. Well, you know, he's probably got to say that. And also says, having him back and involved, even at just the board level, comes with incredible insight. I'm sure he's going to... Be as professional as possible. He's going to understand certain things are going to be good to have, but, you know, of course, I'm sure he's probably doesn't want him nowhere near the creative side. No, and nobody's going to want it near the creative side anymore. He He's proved that he's kind of lost touch with what the crowd wants. Right. The rest looks like Nick took over. Nick Khan says on the investor call they want a partner involving the sale of the business and sale of the WWE. They want a partner that knows their business, wants to grow it, and who can accelerate the WWE business with the best value for their shareholders. It was also noted that Nick commented and said that Vince will step completely away from the WWE if the sale of the business is increasing the value of shareholders. Because one of the biggest things that the shareholders and potential buyers were concerned with about buying the WWE is Vince's involvement wanting to be staying with the WWE. But he said, without question, if the sale of the business will be valuable for the shareholders, he will completely step away. We've heard that before, though. Yeah, he's not going to step away unless he absolutely has to, and he doesn't give a shit about the shareholders. No. Nick Khan also says that he wants WWE. He says WWE wants to monetize ring assets like the ring apron, turnbuckles, ring mats, and it's something that they're taking a deep dive. He says... They're speaking with, uh, he says they speak with creative and see if it's a reality when they're doing it. Okay, so like 
putting sponsors on the aprons and stuff, or uh, that's I, what it kind of sounds. That's like. what it kind of sounds like. So we're going to see aprons. It's going to say uh, Mountain Dew, or um, some of these partnerships. Like we're going to see Comcast, or we're going to see Hulu stuff like that on there. I mean, you could. I mean, they've got that one LED. Uh, apron that they have on hard cam side all the time that changes stuff. Okay, yeah. I mean, it could be, you know, this match brought to you by, and they, like you were talking about earlier, Yeah. put the Captain Crunch, or not Captain Crunch, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Hey, like bullshit, Captain Crunch, damn good cereal. Yeah, leave it in milk for 10 okay. hours. It still so, cuts the roof of your fucking mouth. No shit. But, uh, no, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. This match brought to you by Cinnamon Toast Crunch, or... Hell, we just watched Major League the other day. They put fucking signs in the outfields yeah. selling sponsorships to make money on the team, and it was Major League 2 that they do that, I think it is. But, I mean, hell, you see that you see that in places all around, hell. Do you think that'd be eyesores when you're trying to watch a match if it's selling stuff like ring mats and turnbuckles? If they do it too much, they put it on the ring mats or on the turnbuckles, Yeah. You know, like how Ring of Honor's ring mats, I mean, it's going to have their logo, but like it's square, it's the red around the square, and it's got the Ring of Honor kind of. Like, if they do, like, around the edges of the mats, then I feel like, yeah, that's going to cause a lot of eyesores when it comes to watching the match. No, if they do a big fucking logo in the center of a mat, I don't, I wouldn't like that. Oh, well, yeah, no, that, yeah, that too. I mean, the turnbuckles, maybe not as much because you're used to seeing, like, the WWE. WWE logo. They used to have WWF logo on them. I think they've got WWE on them now, or they're just plain. I can't remember. I don't. That's how much attention I pay to the turnbuckles. I couldn't tell you what's on them now. Yeah, the ring gaper won't be as bad because you won't see the ring gaper the majority of the time. Unless they're outside the ring, so that would be okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. You use that one LED. Yeah, and just put it on the LED. And, and just... you know, this match brought to you by... Domino's Pizza, because we're going to use a pizza cutter in the match. Goddamn. Or, you know, something like that. Nick Khan notes that if WWE establishes a media deal before a potential sale, it would potentially take a lot of buyers off the table. I could see that, because... Yeah, I could definitely see that. If somebody, if, if somebody, if they establish a media deal first, then somebody's like, well, I don't, I want, I want that, uh, one of the major reasons I wanted to buy that was because of this, so... Well, think about this. If they establish a new... If they establish a deal with Fox. For another X amount of years. Or, you know, whatever. Amazon's not going to come and be like, oh, well, we wanted all of the WWE shows on Amazon Prime after we buy the company. Well, we've already established this new deal with Fox for the next three, five years. Exactly. So I there's Amazon off, off the, the table. table. Uh, the same with um, Disney. If Disney was to buy it, and they just established that relationship with Fox. Fox and Disney has a decent relationship, maybe, because uh, every episode of The Simpsons is on Disney+. Plus. Right. So maybe they've got a decent relationship, but still, why would you want X amount of years with their show on this when you could you want it on your streaming service? Yeah, nobody's going to buy it and wait another three to five years for a contract. To exactly. Be, yeah. So a, yeah, I could definitely see that, unless... Unless Fox buy it, buys it, and whatever streaming service Fox gets in bed with, then they put it on there. But as much as Money Hungry has been as greedy as he is, you would think he wouldn't be stupid enough to not uh, make sure that doesn't happen first. He would hope. I mean, I don't know, because if he sells, if he gets the media rights, he's like, okay, well, I've just made you money on a new TV deal. Bye. I'd always say bye. But it well, depends no, on how soon, these, uh, how, how soon these negotiations are set to be renewed. If he's got... 
X amount of time before he has to come to a decision. That's the bad thing. I could see Vince doing that, too. I could see Vince making a new media deal. Just to screw the sale. Just so he couldn't sell. And he's like, well, I'm here to sell. The company's not selling, so it looks like I'm here for another three to five years while this media deal's going. Well, and I think they'll put a hole in that because he said, oh, I'm here to facilitate a deal. And and one thing they scored was next three to six, six to eight months, whatever. If he feels like, if they can prove that, I feel like that will go into another lawsuit and he'll unanimously get kicked off the board. But, hell, this shit's sucking crazy. Who knows? A couple more. Nick Khan says there were some regulatory issues about going to India, but once those are cleared up, WB will be in India to do some events and will look to build the empire there, was the quote. Quote, build the empire. Uh... I know India is one of the big markets that they wanted to get into. I mean, that was one of the main reasons why they made Jinder Mahal champion that one year. Hey, don't hinder Jinder. No, they didn't hinder Jinder that year. God damn it, they put him over Randy Orton, put him over AJ Styles, put him over... No, they didn't put him over AJ. He beat Randy Orton multiple times. beat Shinsuke multiple times. Fucking stupid. And then he lost to AJ because Brock refused to work. He beat, lost to AJ to Tyler because Brock did not want to work with him at Survivor Series that year. Which is good because he got a hell of a match with him and... Brock and Styles at U.S. like a bankrupt match. So, yeah, I mean, I could see that, but... um, And that's just another one of those... Part of their global marketing, wanting to have, you know... That's the global marketing, but... Uh, the Asian subcontinent is what they refer to as India. So that's just another way to get their foot in the door of Asia. Yeah. Because they want to... To get to... China, Japan, because that's what they're wanting to do is move to Japan. And that's getting closer and closer. Uh, I feel like this is one of their tactics to get there instead of going straight for Japan again and possibly coming into, a, you know, issues. Slowly starting with... Okay, see? Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Look at the mat on the TV right now. Yeah. There's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14... 15 different squares on the mat with different logos on it. Yeah, so full disclosure, we're watching New Japan on mute, and he's talking about New Japan's ring mat where there's, yeah, multiple different sponsors on there. And then each of the, because, you know, the New Japan turnbuckles are the big long that covers everything. Yeah. Uh, There's a different logo on all four of them. So that's like almost 20 spots just there where they've got logos. And granted, this is, uh, it's replay of Wrestle Kingdom. Now, I wouldn't watch New Japan a whole lot, so it's kind of hard to know if this is always a thing. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a. That's why I said this is Wrestle Kingdom, so it might just be big event. They're getting the sponsors out there. And that goes back to the. When we go back to that whole uh, selling their assets, are they going to sell it for every Monday Night Raw and SmackDown? Is it just going to be for big pay per views or every pay per view when they would put them on there? I mean, they have ratings, so $2 million. Each Raw, each SmackDown, potentially, if they want it on there. So, yeah. I, I don't know if you got anything more. I got one more thing. One more. One more thing. It was final part of the mistrust is Nick Khan says that a lot of what goes into Saturday's pay-per-views, premium live events, blah, 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 is that the NBC Sunday night football schedule. So, after football season, if they're going to go back to Sundays, it wasn't specified. But, I don't know. I kind of like just having pay-per-views on Saturday nights. Yeah, yeah, because... You don't have to worry about getting up to go to work the next day. You don't have day. to get up and go to work the next day, or most people don't get up and go to work, work the next day. day. Uh, yeah, you don't have that situation right there. You can uh, 
you get hung over, it's okay. You ain't really got to worry about it. So, yeah, Saturday pay-per-views are good. Uh, NFL, they can have a stinker of a game on Sunday night football coming up. Like, week 12 Sunday night football. And you've got, uh, who were some shit teams last year? Arizona Texans and Cardinals. There you go. You know, if they can, they're going to flex Bills, Ravens into that Sunday night instead to get a better game. And I mean, that's what they do. Like, hell, the last game of the season, uh, Sunday night football's last game of the season was supposed to be Arizona and somebody else, and they kicked that down to put Green Bay and Detroit, flexed it to Sunday night football. So, I mean, they they do that just to pop a better rating for Sunday night football because, again, sponsorships and everything is going to make them more money doing right. it that way. More people are going to see it if it's a good game as opposed to one of the shit games. Absolutely. You got any news? Any more news? Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, from the looks of things, there's not going to be a legend return match at Mania d- despite what everyone is wanting. No Rock. Okay, supposedly The Rock's not in ring shape, and I'm doing air quotes here because The Rock's always in fucking shape. Well, you know, you know personally more than anybody, being jacked to the gills is different than being conditioned in the ring. And is he also worried about that and also worried about potentially getting injured when he's got all these movie schedules? You know, that made him sign that big old insurance deal after he got injured wrestling Cena 29 and tore his abdicator, ab, abductor muscle, his abdomen, or whatever the fuck it was. Abdicator? Abdica- the abdicator. Fucking abdicator. <laughs> Abductor, whatever the uh, fucking muscle in your stomach, goddammit, whatever. All right, but yeah, uh, The Rock's not in ring shape. Uh, Stone Cold uh, turned down everything, apparently. He turned down multiple matches. They said, You can have Roman, you can have this person, you can pick your opponent, and he said no to all of them. So, and then Cena, John Cena is actually starting a movie. Within the next couple of weeks. And they said production on that movie is going to run through February to late March. What the fuck are you doing? I was adjusting my pants. And I think that's going to be in what? (laughs) It's going to be in a different country. It's going to be like Australia, ain't it? I think it's in Australia. So that would leave very... He wouldn't be able to be on Raw or SmackDown to promote whatever's going on. So theories have already been planting seeds and talking about seeing it. In plant mode Easter egg, he can just build it up like Cena built up Taker's matches, and he just show up in Mania. Yeah, but are you really gonna do that for a maybe? You do that for a maybe with Taker. Taker. No, because Taker's was always a go. This yeah. is the this is a true maybe to where if his schedule doesn't line up, he's not gonna be able to get a flight to go from Australia to Hollywood, <coughs> and then Hollywood back so he can finish filming whatever. Yeah, so yeah. And it would be one of those. He would leave out, probably land Sunday morning, get a nap in because the time difference between Australia and here. Get a nap in, go out, wrestle at WrestleMania, leave and get right on a fucking plane back to Australia. Man, it's fucking crazy. So I don't... I'm not saying that he wouldn't do that because John Cena does some crazy shit. Man, he fucking... The same... Peck muscle that kept Cody out for six to eight months kept him at what three? 
don't think he tore his off completely like Mattis Cody did and wrestled. The Cody wrestled with the torn pec. Well, the only reason Cody wrestled with the torn pec is because it was completely torn and he couldn't do any more damage to it. So my question is, okay, if Cena's not a go, who do you put theory with at Mania? Do you give him a match at Mania? Does he stay off of Mania? As he's your United States champion, they've been building those titles up big. Well, the United States title is going to be on the line at the Elimination Chamber. Does serious? somebody else win it? And Theory gets pissed off, and he goes to Romania and tries to win it back. Tries to win it back. I don't know. You know, I, I fucking hate hot potatoes of titles, and we'll discuss that here soon. I'm just not a big fan because of hot potatoes for the titles. With the stuff that went on at the Rumble. Uh, Seth Rollins is in the elimination chamber for a shot at the U.S. title. But it also looked like he was starting something with Logan Paul if you look at what happened at Rumble. So, I mean, there's plenty of different ways you can go around on that one. Certainly is. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I've heard, seen, anything. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I've got as of right now. Well, all right, uh, it's all for news. Well, oh, 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 nope, he's got something else, folks. Uh, our discussion coming up next is going to be mostly about what happened at the Rumble. Yes, the Rumble. <laughs> and then we'll talk about... Um, and it'll be a power. Well, that's what I was going to do right now is just go ahead and oh, okay. do a quick, you know, not really talk about it because we watched it. We didn't write the results down. So most of the stuff, I'm probably not going to remember how everything happened. I fill in the blanks. I got a good memory. Uh, tremendous show. Hell of a show. Uh, what was the first match there, Josh? First match on the card was our boys, Fixers. Nope, that was second. That was second. Oh, I don't. Well, see, look at me. I say I have a good memory. Yeah, see, that's why I asked you. I was live tweeting during the show, so I will tell you. Let me pull up my phone. So, but yes, we were super stoked about this. Of course, thanks. Super soaked? Super stoked. Yeah, we probably got soaked too, you know. Fucking Just a there. little bit. But no, um. Yeah, so was Tom Latimer. You always forget about him. Even when you're standing right next to him. Shut the fuck up. Duke, Duke, Duke. But yes, I was so happy with that. We really wanted to try to go. But of course, we didn't get a chance to. Because, you know, work and... My work schedule, I wasn't able to get off. Okay, I'm not for sure what the first match was. Let's see. Let me see if I can pull... I'll pull up NWA's... Yeah, I know first match was a it was a singles match. Ouch. NWA Power. Why don't you go to a results page instead of trying to look it up on Twitter? Yeah, <laughs> what is that shit that Ben goes to for his damn results? I don't know, just Google NWA power results. All righty. 
Oh, yeah. Odinson versus Bully Ray in a no-tables match. In a no-tables match. See? I told you. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off. Odinson started off in the ring. Didn't even have an entrance. Yep. And it said since Bully Ray always uses a table, it was a no-tables match where if he used a table... He would be disqualified. He was disqualified and had to pay a hefty fine. So, of course, Odinson gets a table, brings it in the ring, sets it up. Tries to go to Bully Ray. Now he tries to put Bully Ray through because the referee was down. The referee got knocked down. Referee gets up and sees Bully put Odinson through the table. So Odinson gets the win right there. That's a good little... Second match... Was our boys. Was our boys the fixers against our boys the country gentlemen. AJ Kazana and Anthony Andrews. And the crowd for, was fucking hot for this match. It was for the NWA United, United States, States Tag, Tag Team, Team titles. titles. Uh, fixers come out with their fixers titles. Great. Putting them on the line. Fucking great titles. And in a and defense, new NWA United States Tag Team Champions, the country gentlemen, AJ Kazan and Anthony Andrews. It was a damn good match, too. A hell of a match. I'm... Uh, I'm actually really impressed with how well the fixtures did in that match. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're a couple of nice guys. Nice guys. I'm not really going to say that because they're they're good. They're not shit like the normal nice guys you say. But. Yeah, it's a nice little finish, too, because Anna dodges a corner charge from Breckin' Ball Gursky. Rolls him up for the pin. Surprise roll up. He came in like a wrecking ball. We're, 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 that, we're, keep, we're keeping that. that oh, that, damn right, we're keeping that. That's fucking great. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> Next segment was the world title contract signing for Nuff Said between Matt Cardona and NWA World Heavyweight Champion Tyrus. I like this segment. It was a real good segment. So they come out. Well, there was not. There ain't no damn table. There wasn't no little pomp and circumstance for this. It was Knox and his crew. Or it was just what it was Cardona just and Knox. It was Cardona and Knox. Uh, no, Tyrus had cheese, and then Cardona had, of course, Mike Knox. Um, Cardona said he wasn't going to sign this contract because he was never pinned, never submitted. He's still the world's heavyweight champion. Tyrus agreed. He's like, yeah, I may not be the undisputed world's heavyweight champion. I'm the disputed champion, but just if you want to prove yourself, you need to sign this contract. So. He says, you know what? How about this? He said he wanted to pick stipulation for uh, their world's time match. He's like, we're going to have a six-man tag match. You pick two guys, Tyrus picks two guys. The winner of that match gets picked a stipulation for enough said, and then you can have your your title match. No no disputes, no issues. Done and done. Cardona signs his contract. Tyrus signs the contract. So next week we'll see exactly what's going to happen. Um, he already threw out matches. Uh, let's do a cage match, Texas Death Match. You know, well not Texas Death. I just said Death Match because he's the Death Match King. So I don't feel like this will be one of those matches. I don't know why you would say the match if it's going to be one of those matches when it's all said and done. So I'm interested to see this. Does Cardona do they put the title back on Cardona? Do they keep going on with Tyrus? Because there's a lot of backlash when he first won the title. I don't think he needs to be champion. Well, the backlash was just people talking about how he was too big, he couldn't move, he was, you know, shit in the ring, blah, blah, blah. That was the backlash. Yeah. And I think he's proven himself because, I mean... He lost a lot of weight from the last time we saw him at the last He's lost a shit ton of weight from the always-ready pay-per-view until now. 
Yes. Like, he's lost a person. He looks phenomenal. He's back to, almost back to Funk is on a roll, Funkasaurus weight and look. So, I mean, hell, I'm, I was happy for him when he joined. You know, I wasn't one of those people shitting on it, and I was, you know. Congratulations. Don't fucking hate on the shit, you know? So, yep, that was that. Next segment up, um, we had Kenzie Page going one-on-one against Charlotte Renegade. Um, Good over for Kenzie in this one. It was advertised that it was going to be pretty empowered both in action, but only Kenzie Page came out for this match. Uh, Ella might not have been there because it was... It would have been the Renegade twins. One Renegade was in this match. The other Renegade was in the main event. Yeah. So, a uh, quick match, of course, Kenzie Page with the salt to the eyes to... Uh, the oldest trick in the book, and then with a roll up, um, roll up for the one, two, three. Next up, we had Kyle Davis out with the ring, announcing uh, Tom Latimer and Camille. Um, they were supposed to be um, doing a sit down or a segment with. Um, they were supposed to have a match. Match with a, a team called Psycho Love. Angelina Love and. Why can I not remember dude's name? Uh, fodder. Fodder, yes, Fodder. Apparently, they had travel issues, so the match was not going to be happening tonight. And then, out of nowhere, they both get ta- attacked from behind. It wasn't out of nowhere. They came from the back. You a motherfucker. Got attacked from behind. Fodder and Angelina Love roll Latimer and Camille into the ring. Fodder beat on Latimer with a kendo stick. And then Angelina hit the Botox injection on Camille. I left them both lying in the ring. And if anybody should know about Botox ingestions, it's... No, I shouldn't have said that. That wasn't nice. Motherfucker. Next up was the Team Rock and Roll versus Team Tyrus and Team War for the Champion Series. So basically what okay, that is... Okay, we're not going to go through all the eliminations, who all was in this no, thing. But basically it is, what, a six on... Seven. S- seven on seven... Elimination-style style match, match where two people start the match after one person gets pinned. Pinned, submitted, or thrown over the top rope, they're eliminated. And then whoever And then wins. someone, whoever wins stays in the ring, whoever loses leaves, and someone else from their team comes in. And I believe the winner picks who they want to face. No, it's... Uh, oh. No, it's whoever the team puts in there. Gotcha. There were, you know... As they were winning, they were like, I want you now, you son of a bitch. And the winning team gets all... Every member of the team gets a title shot of some type. Exactly. And Team Rock and Roll defeated Team Tyrus to win that. So every member of Team Rock and Roll, which is... Like I said, too much. But yes, so championships for Team Rock and Roll in the near future. That could be definitely some good stuff uh, right there. The final, final pinfall was Dax Draper defeating EC3. And next, the final and main event segment was the, st- was the wedding of Aaron Stevens and Mae Valentine. This was... Officiated by Sam Timo. Yes, Sam Tino. Timo. Timo. Sam Timo. Sam Timo. Not to be confused with that other guy. Yes. Sounds sounds like the other guy, but 
This. Oh, that's, he actually said that. He's like, I'm Sam Timo, not the other guy. <laughs> but yes, it it was fucking great. Probably one of the best waiting segments ever in wrestling. I, I would was... totally agree with that. So, basically, Sam Timo gets in there, does the officiating. And has about Aaron Stevens pounce off his vows straight from Dusty Rhodes. Oh, he was cutting Dusty Rhodes' promo left and right on that thing. Oh, he yes. Was... You know, you had all the bridesmaids. You had a... The, who the hell were his groomsmen that had the mask on, they didn't have no shirts on, they had the corsages taped to their chest? That was freaking great. I... I can't remember what they said the tag team. One of the guys is Rodney Mack. You can tell. You know. Yeah, that. okay. Uh, the other one is, he was one oh, of the Polo, guys that was on. Po- no, no, hold on, never mind. He was one of the guys that was in uh, on Tyrus's team in the seven on seven thing. Okay. So yeah, so they go through the thing, and they of go, course, go ahead. They do their vows. Yes, they do their vows. I uh, like you said, Stevens got a promo. Dusty he was Rhodes, he was Dusty Rhodes, one line on them left and right. And Sam Timo comes up and says, Is there anybody that thinks this shoe should not be wed? Please speak now or forever. Shut up. Everybody spoke up. Everybody had something to say. First person up was Polo Del Mar, pretty much saying that Stevens was going to embarrass her. You He's a dirty no gooder. Yep. He's a dirty no gooder. You need to you need to get a real man. And after that, anybody else? Objection. Next was Chris Silvio Esquire came out. Objection. Objected and, because Jack Stane wasn't in the wasn't main in event the first of the first live. <laughs> he's like, that's that's. Wait, he's like, that's all I got. So he leaves. Anybody else? Out comes our guy, the charity cabinet. Says that he's ugly. You need to marry a real man. You should have married him. He walks off. No, he don't walk off. Uh, oh no. Natalia Markova comes in and starts cutting a promo about basically the same thing and then just gives Mercurio that I'm going to fuck the shit out of you later look and then they walk <laughs> off together. Yeah, pretty much said Stevens was fake. He goes, I'm not fake. I'm not fake. And he's like, all right, all right. And that's anybody else. Nobody else finally objected. He's like, all right, please surprise me with marriage license. Look, and then Stevens this is, is the- this is the greatest part. Stevens is looking around like, oh. Oh shit! Oh shit! I didn't. And and then May's like, "Oh please, don't tell me you forgot it." Finally, he finds it, gets it handed to him, hands it to Sam Timo. He's like, "And Sam Timo says, I cannot officiate this wedding. This is not a legal marriage license." And why was it not legal? Because he, May Valentine is Brazilian. And she has a green card and is not an American citizen. But because she had a green card, it was only this wedding certificate that he got was only good for two people who were born in America. So. May flips the fuck out. Stevens acts like he did not do it on purpose. He said, I got it from a guy from 1-800.com. I just met this guy. I just met this guy. She's losing her shit. She's tearing up the. She's tearing up the the area. Every damn thing. She's throwing the presents out of her. She smashes the cake. She goes to beat the fuck out of Stevens. (laughs) 
And we basically <coughs> go off with her still flipping her shit. Uh, she picked up the champagne bottle, threw it over one of the guys with the mask, just crushed it and broke it over his chest. And it goes off the air, yeah, with her losing her shit. Great first live India Bay Power. Would have been awesome for Camille Live, but I love that we got to see it. So it was awesome. And honestly, that's why we didn't record Tuesday, so we could watch that. Yeah, and I completely forgot about it. Was, he's like, oh, yeah, India Bay Powers tonight. I was like, oh, fuck. Let's watch this shit. So yeah, great fucking show. All right, guys, we will uh, cut right here. Be right back. We'll talk about the Royal Rumble, and then we'll get out of here. Hold on. All right, guys, we are back. We don't have Ben to do the, and we're back. Yeah, it's not good when Ben doesn't do it. And we're back second. Yeah, David's asleep, so we can't get him to do it either, so. Yeah, it's a little, little lady late. Well, all righty. Royal Rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. How'd I do? Does that sound like Bruce Buffer? It's Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer, Bruce Buffer. And if he sues us, we're fucked because he gets $10,000 just to say that. And that was back in the 90s and early 2000s when he used to say it all the time. Michael, I don't have $10,000. Michael, I don't have $10. You ain't getting shit from (laughs) I give you 10 cents. 10 cents. I, got I will buy you a front row ticket to the next RCW show. That's <laughs> will you come say that at the RCW? Ow, motherfucker. Damn it, Remy. Biting my ass. But yes, let's um, let us get ready to do the Rumble. Post-show thoughts. Okay, post-show thoughts about the Rumble. First off, way too predictable. Yes. Uh, but it's all, predictable is not always a bad thing. No, no. This was like overly too predictable where not only did the four of us have all five predictions the same we had all five predictions right because we're fucking awesome so we are all tied for the boob cup in points so we all have 15 points in the boob cup competition uh okay we'll talk about We'll go ahead. We'll talk about Bianca and Alexa first. We're going to go in the order of the show? No. Okay. No, because uh, pitch black match and the women's title match, we won't have much to say about either one of those. Yeah, we'll go ahead and get those out of the way. Uh, Bianca, Alexa, pretty much what you would expect. I don't remember most of that match. Pretty much what you would expect. They put, they let Becky get a, or Becky, fuck. Alexa. Alexa, they let her get a little bit in. Uh, they're still trying to tease the Bray Wyatt stuff with her, so I don't know if I. I don't know what I don't know what's going, but it's we need some kind of angle. Is it going to be Mania at this point? Are we waiting on? Because I I don't know what the plan is. Um, they've got to have something big planned for Bray at Mania, but. You had Bray at the Rumble. Uh, you had Bray and LA at the Rumble. Are we going to do something at the Chamber? What's the plan for the Chamber? And then after that, where do we go for Mania? Well, I think you take... I think you put Wyatt and Knight far away from each other now. They did their match. They got it out of the way. Unless Knight is going to join Bray, which I don't see that happening. No, LA I say they. I say they separate them now. Yeah, like not a fucking star. 
Uh, so yeah, I don't know what's going to go on next with Alexa because they're showing the old playground set that she used to use. I mean, showing different Bray Wyatt things and stuff whenever they're talking about her. Match was what it was. Of course, Bianca retains. Bianca retains, so... Sure At this point, if that would have been the first match, Josh had a 2-1 to one lead on everybody. Uh, and then the pitch black match. Uh, they hey. come out. They do their entrances. They get in the ring. Bray's got... Stuff on his face. You don't realize what it is until... Well... All you can see is the eye makeup that he had on. Which yeah. He had his eyes kind of blacked out. And then he's got his back turned. House lights go down. Black lights come up. You see green green, green lights. Pretty much it was a glow-in-the-dark match. Well, it was done under black oh, light. What? So they couldn't have done this match in Vince's office. That would have not been a good place <laughs> to put a black light. No, it's basically a black light match. I mean, it's cosmic bowling in a wrestling ring. And then you see Bray's face. Bray, he's in the corner when he throws his head back and he does the upside down thing. He's got the paint that you can only see under black light on his face, on his arms, and shit like that. Uh, Short match. Five minutes. Five. Five, Seven. Ten minutes at most for the whole match plus post-match segment. I'd say. Uh, Bray picks up the victory. Yep, sister, with, uh, sister Abigail. And then he starts beating Ellie Knight. Well, they wound up, they went through the announce table and then... Green goop came out of it. Green, a green explosion that we thought was popcorn, but it wasn't popcorn. I don't know what the fuck it was, to be honest. Wow. Uh, just stuff to look cool under a black light. Uh, the ropes look cool. L.A. Knight's gear was just fucking completely glowing. But match is said and done. Uh, like we said, Wyatt gets the victory. Then they fight through the crowd over to a production area. He gets L.A. Knight down on the ground. Next thing you know, at the top of this... Uncle Howdy appears tower. on... Some type of tower. What the hell was it? Like a lighting rig or lighting rig or something? It's probably about 25, 30 feet in the air. And apparently, this motherfucker does not know how to jump properly because when he jumps to go do an elbow drop, he completely fucking misses Ellie Knight by a fucking mile. It wasn't a mile, it was about a foot and a half. And Enough that was noticeable, by God. Misses him. Depending on the angle. I mean, you saw the angle they showed it from looked like he missed by a little bit. Uh,. The angle that some people have shown from the crowd, you can tell he wound up, he was wanting not to hurt him, so he landed away from him. He could have got closer. Or just done a splash instead of an elbow drop if he didn't want to do that. Yeah, he does the drop. Well, I think a splash would have been worse because of how they were had it rigged to, well, that's probably true. for them to go in. That's why they done it the way they did. So he does that, and then, of course, made a bunch of explosions. It and goes boom, and then the Firefly Funhouse characters that were lining the ramp on Bray's entrance show up where Uncle Howdy just jumped from. Just standing, just looking down. 
So I fully believe we're getting this Wyatt six action, and each person's gonna be representing one of the Firefly Funhouse characters. Why else would you show them again now if there isn't gonna be some type of involvement with these characters? For well, because they're really glad that you're their friends. And this is the friendship that'll never, never end. Something like that. Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi Ho. <laughs> Heidi Ho was Ranger Joe. Ranger Joe. Ranger Joe. Again, copyright. Don't say He's anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sure Dave Coulier is not going to come after us. No, with the people that wrote Full House, Mike. Mm, nah. I'll just, get, I'll just call Bob Saget. Man. Fucking sucks. Anyways, next match on the cards was... Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll talk about the... Men's Rumble. Women's Rumble. Women's Rumble, okay. Uh, number one lasted all the way to the end. Rhea Ripley came out first. Uh, Iron Woman looked like a beast throughout the whole thing. Fuck yeah. Number two? Uh, who, who was number two? Two was Liv Morgan. She lasted to the very end. I mean, how I've got all this. I say, so you got the damn pigs. I mean, the pigs. You got the damn entrance. There we go. Uh, Rhea, Liv Morgan. Uh, then you had Dana Brooke, Emma, Shayna Baszler, Bailey, B. Fab, Roxanne Perez from NXT. Uh, she came out at number eight. I thought it was crazy that B-Fab, I, I didn't know, I, I, um, this might have just been to fill up the, the rumble because they didn't have people, but I didn't think she was going to be a wrestler. I thought she was just going to be a valet. She, she gets her hands dirty if she has to. I think she wrestled in NXT a few times when they were doing the group down there. Uh, I don't know that. Go ahead. Uh, and then 9 and 10, uh, rounded out damage control coming out with Dakota Kai 9, EO Sky 10. Uh, Natalia made her return at number 11. Okay. Candice LeRae, another NXT uh, entrant. Zoe Starks comes in at 13. Uh, Zia Lee, Becky Lynch, Tegan Knox. Asuka made her return, and she had the kind of face paint when she oh, took, when she pulled the mask off. Fucking like badass. Huge fucking pop when she pulled that mask off. Me and Will and everybody else was going fucking crazy. It's like, is it, is it Kana? Did she get the Kana makeup on? But nobody actually said that, and then she took the mask off. Everybody was like, oh, God, look at her. <laughs> uh, number 18, Dude Drop, drop is No More, Piper <laughs> Niven. Fuck yes, I was so fucking all happy about that. Uh, Piper Niven comes out at 18. Uh, 19, Nobody Mina. Tamina comes out. <laughs> I miss her old music where it said her name was Tamina. Tamina. Again, copyright. We can't say no more. <laughs> Number 20, Karen comes out. Oh, sorry. I wrote that down wrong. Chelsea Green comes out with her new Karen persona, I guess. Well, this is before it got put in, but yes. She comes out. Great return. Comes into Five the ring. Seconds. And gets immediately thrown out. Five seconds. Saw a meme the other day. Yes. Was it the how long I last in bed? Yes. How long I say I last, and it's a picture of Gunther, and how long I actually last is Chelsea Green. Green. That's all that does, wasn't great. All right, 21, Zelina Vega, Raquel Rodriguez at 22, Mia Yim, Lacey Evans. Fuck Lacey Evans. Number 24, yeah, she got some heat. She fucking bit. No, fuck that. Fuck her. 
Oh, that wasn't even in the match. He got heat from SmackDown. The yeah, I saw that day shit. before. Fuck that shit. I yeah, even I was like, whoa, you don't do that. Uh, for those of you that don't know, she went up. There was a, a special needs child that was there. He was celebrating, yay, yay, yay. She goes over happy. Hey, give me a high five. The kid raises his hand up, give her a high five. She throws her hands down. It's like, you don't touch me. And then, uh, yeah, that was. In, trans, in full transparency, it wouldn't be as bad as if she didn't get all that fucking heat right before about the vaccines and autism and not existing. And yeah, well, but we're not going to go into that this podcast, but yes. No. Okay, back to the rumble. Uh, number 25, definitely a surprise, even to her, because she was sitting in the crowd. Michelle McCool was the 25th entrant in. She didn't, she didn't bring her gear. Don't you know to bring your gear all the time? <laughs> come on now. Come on. You're a veteran. Speaking of, well, I'll get to that in the men's rumble. Uh, number 26, NXT. I don't know if it's call-up or just an appearance. Indy Hartwell comes in. Sonya Deville comes in at 27. Uh, Shotzi, 28, 29, Nikki Cross with her crazy-ass gimmick back, thank God. And number 30. And the ring starts filling up there towards the end. There's a good, you know, 8, 10 people in the ring. So who comes out at number 30? Nia Jax. Boo. Ah. Uh, yeah. But I think this is just a one-off because... Even though her merch said that she was back on the website, that's still not fully confirmed. They've not worked out a deal, so we'll know more. If we're sitting on SmackDown tonight, then then what I just said is completely false and irrelevant. If not, we'll know. Okay, and I'm just gonna go real quick on over the eliminations, the order. Uh, Fab, Dana Brooke, Emma, Roxanne Perez, Natalia, Shayna. Candice, Tegan Knox, Chelsea Green, Dakota Kai, Yo Sky, Becky Bailey, Zia Lee entered and exited number 14. Go figure that one. Ah. Uh, Tamina, Zoe Stark, Selena Vega, Andy Hartwell, Nia Jax, Lacey Evans, Sonya Deville, Michelle McCool, Shotzi, Mia Yim, Piper Niven, Raquel Rodriguez. So that means the final four was Nikki Cross, Asuka, Liv, and Rhea. I like that. Look at final four. Uh, Nikki Cross is gone. Comes down to Asuka, Liv, and Rhea fighting on all three on the apron, oh, yeah, about so. to fall to be eliminated. Asuka goes for the miss. Rhea ducks, hits Liv with the misc. Asuka eliminated. Rhea knocks Asuka off the ropes, kicks her out of the ring, eliminates. Rhea, Liv is blinding, trying to get some kind of composure to see. Um... They do something. Rhea grabs onto the ropes, holds on. Uh, Rhea Dana. fell. Oh, yeah, Rhea fell. Rhea fell and grabbed on so her feet wouldn't Dana, hit. Liv is trying to get to her as best she can so she can see. Starts beating her hands as best she can to try to get her to lose her grip so she'll fall off. And in the most impressive spot, Rhea lifts up, does a head scissors, and then throws Rhea. Rhea throws Liv at the ring. Winner and 2023 Warrior Rebel winner, Rhea Ripley. I thought it was a badass spot. That title in New South is fucking huge. Yeah. Sorry. We got one of the independent pro wrestling channels on. And it's got New South Pro Wrestling. <laughs> All right, yes. now. The Men's Rumble. Which started out the show that, that on, on the Rumble. 
Yeah, this was opening match, which I guess because it wasn't going to be a it was a non-surprise surprise. I guess you could say so they did it first. Yeah. Uh order of entry. Uh Gunther as you heard on our nice cold open that we recorded Saturday before the rumble came on. Yep. Uh, Gunther number one, Sheamus number two, uh, The Miz number three, Kofi Kingston, Johnny Gargano, Xavier Woods, Karrion uh, Cross, Chad Gable, Drew McIntyre, Santos Escobar comes out number 10. Fuck yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say something because you gave me the... Point like I just, I, just, hey. I, just, I, just, I just gave you the point of it. Yeah, Santos Escobar. Fuck yeah. Okay, I thought you were giving me the hey, wait a minute, I'm gonna say something here. Point. Hey, no, 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 you're good. Uh, then you got Angelo Dawkins, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar comes in at number twelve. That's when it starts cleaning house because it started getting a little crowded in there. We need to eliminate a few motherfuckers. Uh, Bobby Lashley comes out at thirteen, and within minute seconds he eliminates Brock Lesnar. Huge pop. Lesnar loses his shit at ringside, starts tearing shit up, throws the fucking cover to the fucking announcer, but into the ring, starts smashing up monitors, grabs the fucking referee, pelts him over the barricade, looks like it damn near fucking killed him. He wasn't supposed to do that. Apparently none of that was planned. He was just to show visible frustration. And apparently he was not supposed to do any of that, so a little bit of heat. I don't know how you have heat backstage when you're big motherfucker as Brock Lesnar. It wasn't actual heat. If you listen to Russell talk, yes. uh, it just said that he was supposed to show frustration, and they told everyone at ringside to just be prepared for be prepared for whatever. The referee that he pie faced over the rail was actually supposed to be the one to raise the winner's hand of the rumble. And they had to find another referee to do that. They had, yeah, they had he to had do to a different ref because they had to carry him to the back. He had to sell that shit. Yeah, you don't know sell Brock Lesnar. Especially if you're a referee. Okay, now, back to entrance. Baron Corbin, number 14. He's Baron again, not happy anymore. Uh, Seth Rollins, Otis at 16. 17, Rey Mysterio Jr. His music starts. We're waiting, waiting, waiting. No Ray, no Ray. Uh, finally, you get the countdown again for number 18. Dominic Mysterio comes out wearing Ray's mask. Did you hear what Michael Cole said to him in commentary? He called him as a that mother. He said, he said Dominic Mysterio is a no good piece of shit. Nice. <laughs> I missed that one. Yeah, Grace had to cut him off, but it's it's still just about God. It's pretty much God. All right. There. So since Ray was not in by the time the next entrant made it out and in the ring, he was officially eliminated. He folks. was officially eliminated from the Rumble, which that's only a rule when they have a spot for it, because there's been plenty of times where people have been passed up like that. Uh, I actually just talked about it on the last episode where Heath Slater kept getting his ass kicked. <laughs> He'd get his ass kicked, somebody new would come out, kick his ass, then get in the ring. Somebody new would kick his ass, then get in the ring. Then Sheamus comes out, kick his ass, threw him in the ring so he was officially in. Sheamus gets in, stands up, eliminated, right out by Heath Slater. <laughs> that isn't what happened this year because Heath Slater's not there. No, he's not. 
But like I said, they only use it as a rule when it applies to them. Uh, Ray apparently was injured on SmackDown in his match with Cross, so that's why he wasn't able to make it. Uh, but Dominic well, I'm sure he at eighteen, he just wasn't in the rumble. He was probably backstage. Elias in at nineteen. Finn Balor in. Uh, then, uh, surprise entrant that nobody was expecting. The five-time, actually six-time WCW champion Booker T. Well, five-time WCW champion, six-time world champ, six-time with the world title, and they were rebranded. He still held that belt six times. Oh, yeah, he held that belt. Exactly. Uh, number 22, Damian Priest comes in. So that's all of Judgment Day in the match. And who should come out next? Montez Ford. Montez Ford. <laughs> <laughs> and then who should come after Montez Ford? A returning edge. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Austin Theory at 25, Omos at 26, uh, 27, uh, Braun Strowman, 28, Ricochet, 29, a returning from injury and surprise entrant, Logan Paul, uh, number 30, Cody Rhodes. Did not like that. That Cody was number 30? Yes. Why? This is supposed to be your triumph, babyface return from injury. Okay, go ahead and finish off, and I'll explain my piece in just a minute. But no, go ahead, because well, now I've just go got entrance, or exits, so go ahead and do your... Well, when you get to the final four, or the final two, it comes down to Gunther and Cody. You have Gunther at number one, who's been in there se- breaking the all-time record, beat Ray's record, by the way. Gunther was in for 71 minutes, so he is officially the longest Rumble entrant, or the longest entrant into the Rumble match for the longest time. If it comes down to him and Cody, those should have been reversed. I believe. Or Cody should have come in at an earlier time, not number 30. Because he's supposed to be trying for a baby fresh return from injury. And John Cena, Madison Square Garden. You really? Motherfucker, really? Returning baby face, coming from back from injury, comes out number 30, wins the Rumble. Uh, I've, I, will, I just feel like he should have maybe gotten an earlier spot. But, yes. Go ahead and with your, um, your eliminations. All right. Eliminations. Uh, just running through them quick. Miz, Kieran Cross, Xavier Woods, Santos Escobar, Angelo Dawkins, Chad Gable, Brock Lesnar, Kofi Kingston, Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, Otis, Elias, Johnny Gargano, Booker T, Montez Ford, Damian Priest, Ben Balor. Edge, Omos, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Dominic, Braun Strowman, Ricochet, uh, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, eliminated by Logan Paul. Logan Paul then eliminated after that. Comes down to Gunther and Cody. Cody eliminates the big, bigger heel. Gets him out uh, very nicely. Cements his spot going to WrestleMania. In his celebration, before he does the point to the WrestleMania sign, he does the two sweet, kisses it, shoots off the finger guns, then points at Mania. One step closer to achieving his 
American dream. And I wrote down here at number 30, no Ray. No Ray. And then uh, main event of the show, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Holy shit. Well, the holy shit, though, is for the post-match. Yes. Match was good. Exactly what we expected from those two. Tremendous fucking match. The finish was good. Basically, you have Roman going to the outside and just slamming the back of Kevin's head into the, the steel, steel steps on two different occasions. And it's not into the side of the steps where always they always go. No, he's falling on the steps, like the step part of the steps. Exactly, yes. Like, throws him down on that like two, three times. Ow. First off, fucking ow. You think? You think? Yeah. God almighty, that looks like it fucking hurts like a bitch. But Roman picks up the win, and then here comes the bloodline into the ring to celebrate, but it's not a celebration. It's a bigger beatdown. Oh, yeah. So, basically, they start. So, well, first, what happened was, you know, the match is over. They get the lays. Jay goes to Hannah Lay to Sammy. Roman's like, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. Let's, uh, let's take care of some more business here. And, of course, everybody's excited. They start taking turns beating down Owen some more. Shots, shots, shots. Pounding, ground and pound from Jimmy, Jay, Solo. A couple super kicks. And then Paul's like, oh, my tribal chief. I have a pair of handcuffs. Oh, well, is it that nice? Is it, oh, wait, wait, wait. I got another pair of handcuffs. So, Kevin is now being handcuffed to the top rope by both hands. So, he cannot do nothing Multiple super kicks, like multiple super kicks on the Usos. Yes, multiple super kicks. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> they're beating the hell out of Sammy. Whilst they're beating the hell, excuse me, out of Kevin while Sammy is having to watch. You can see Sammy is visibly frustrated, visibly just like, oh, I just wants this to stop. Roman goes out to get a chair, gets ready to, takes the the end of the chair, pulls Kevin's face up, gets ready to go hit Kevin with the chair. Sammy snaps in front of Roman. Said, Roman, this is beneath you. You don't have to prove this. You are the tribal chief. You are the head of the table. But this, you don't You don't have to do this. This is beneath you. You don't need to do this. He's like, you know what? You're right. I don't have to do this. Hands the chair to Sammy. You do it. Goes to hand the chair to Sammy. Sammy doesn't want to take it. You need to do this. Sammy reluctantly takes the chair. Holds it. Gets ready to wield it. Still is just hesitating and hesitating. Roman starts getting mad. You do this. You're with us. You're with us. You have to do this. Everything I've done, he doesn't care about you. He don't need you. He don't want you. If you want to do this and stay with us, you do it. If not, go back and do jackass shit. Gets ready to do it again. Looks like he's about to hit Roman. Fans are, the fans are like on the edge of their seats at this point. We're on the edge of our seats. We're like, what the fuck is about to happen? Still doesn't do nothing. Then Roman's getting pissed off. Pies him in the face. Twice. Second time, he gets him. Roman. Roman gets in his face. Sammy right there gets a little bit in his face and then backs off a little bit. It's like, I love you. You need to do this. You need to make a decision. Do it. Roman turns his back. Gets ready to go. Sammy hits Roman in the back of the steel chair. The crowd fucking goes crazy. Huge fucking pop. And Roman, in, in similar to how the Shield. Broke up when Seth hit him in the back. Falls in the exact same manner. 
But because it's Roman, he's the tribal chief, he's the boss, he's the head of the table, it stunned him briefly. Then he gets back up. Jay is visibly heartbroken. The first thing that happens is Sammy looks at Jay only, says, I'm sorry, man, throws the chair down because he knows what's about to happen. He can't defend himself. Jamie is pissed, immediately super kicks Sammy, and he starts beating the fuck up. Before that, Jay was backed up. Man, what the hell? You're my brother. You're yeah, brother. You're supposed you to be know. my brother, man. You're my brother. Yeah, and, and that's when Jimmy's like, oh, this your brother? And he super kicks him. Yeah, I'm your brother. Starts beating the hell out of Sammy. Solo pushes him off. Solo, Solo with the spike. Hits him, hits him with the spike. They're beating the fuck out of Sammy at this point. Roman's like, get his ass. Kill him. Beat the fuck out of him. And they're beating the hell out of him. And then Jay's just in the corner still. What the hell, man? This is your family. We're your family. What are you doing? You gonna you gonna you gonna you gonna do something? Jay rolls out of the ring, disgusted, walks to the back. Fans go crazy for that. And at this point, the beatdown continues. Roman's punching him. Jimmy's punching him. Rips the shirt, the honorary ooze shirt, off completely. Throws it to the side. Gets chairs. Chair shot after chair shot after chair shot. Multiple chair shots to to uh, to Sammy. Then Roman takes one of the flowers off. He doesn't take one of the flowers. He takes takes them one by one one and just starts dropping them onto Sammy. A la to like a godfather taking the hit out on somebody. Boom. And then one final super kick to Kevin. Show goes off the air with him laying. I don't know if you heard this, but it got picked up. I don't know if it was off the air or right before the show went off the air. Roman says to Solo, we're at war now, Solo. We take no prisoners. Show goes off the air with Sammy and Kevin lying in the ring. And my God, this has been the absolute best storyline. We did not know how this breakup was going to happen. And there's still so many questions. What happens tomorrow night on SmackDown? Yeah, I'm looking forward to SmackDown to see what's yes. going to happen from this. Because Jay, Jay also tweeted out on, not tweeted out, put out on Instagram, I'm out. Because you really don't know... It can still go so many different ways, and that's what's so exciting. Where's Sammy going to... We're going to have Sammy and Kevin sell the beat down a little bit more, not be on Raw, not be on SmackDown tomorrow? Oh, no, they'll have to be there. Oh, yeah. I mean, they'll have to be there. I mean, it's been almost a week. I mean, not saying that they should be there, but just the fact of it being... You know, how far away it was that this was the big angle and everything. If they don't have any follow-up on SmackDown, it's going to piss a lot of people off. Right. Yeah. It's going to be... It's going to be so fucking good. I cannot wait. But you know what else I can't wait for? RCW this Saturday night. Hey... What's going to happen on RCW Saturday night there, Joshua? Well, you know what? I will tell you. This Saturday night, RCW presents Bad Moon Rising. And we have a fucking stat card for you on RCW Bad Moon Rising. We're going to have a returning Chris Crunk going one-on-one with Chase Jordan. We are going to have that dashly Jake Murphy going one-on-one with Cousin Cletus. 
We also are going to have Crazy Train appearing. We're also going to have West Blaze, Torque, going one-on-one -on -one with Zach Die. And in your main event, and this, it's going to be a one hell of a match. Our new RCW Heavyweight Champion, Brent Banner, is going one-on-one -on -one with Casey Cage. All this happens this Saturday night. Doors open at 7 o'clock. Bell time's at 8 a.m. That is at the Tabernacle, 3890, alternate 52, Chatsworth, Georgia. Adults are $10. 5 to 10 is $5. 4 and under is free. Don't forget to ask for our family four-pack. If you do not ask for our family four-pack, you're going to be charged $40. Ask for the family four-pack, you'll get them for $25. Use that extra bit of cash to visit the Renegade Diner. Get yourself a cold beverage, hot beverage, a snack, and enjoy that show because you may pay for the whole seat, but you're only going to be sitting on the edge. Don't miss it. Be there. But I'm super fucking excited for this, man. I cannot fucking wait for Saturday night. Still got my little contingencies in place in case Logan wants to try to make another little sneak into the building to try to act like a referee again since he's unprofessional. But I'm super fucking excited. I cannot wait for Saturday night, man. Hell yeah, and I can't wait. Uh, you said that Crazy Train is going to be there. Crazy Train is going to be in action against... Who are you facing? You already know this because we talked about it on the last episode. Well, tell us. Tell them. Is us against Michael Cross and Landon Priest. Is 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 they going to pull some shit? Because I feel like they're going to pull some shit. No, nah, they already pulled some shit because it was supposed to be Wes. Oh, yeah, you know Wes going to pull It was supposed to be Wes and Landon again, but Wes pulled out and put Cross in his place. Well. And after I heard that, I went to... Uh, my good buddy Tyler and my good buddy Benjamin. And I was like, man, they pulled this bullshit again. I said, I don't like this bullshit. I said, I don't like this bullshit because it's bullshit. Sounds like a lot of bullshit. Total bullshit. Fucking bullshit, man. I'm sick of West Blaze. It's bullshit. I'm sick of West Blaze's bullshit. Uh, keeping ducking out. Uh, Weaseling his way out of matches, not having to be involved in this match, that match, anything like that. That's some cowardly bullshit. Total. So I went to Ben and Tyler. Especially concerned him. about the bullshit. I went and talked to him, and I'm like, hey, I got an idea. To stop this bullshit. Let's have this match. And when we win, because it's not a prediction, it's a spoiler, Crazy Train is going to win the match. Without any bullshit. No, they're probably going to pull their bullshit. But when we win the match, I want West Blaze on the 18th. I fucking like it. And guess what? What? They agreed. Motherfucker. So, February 4th, which is in two days, one day as you're listening to this on Friday. Dos. Uno, if you're listening tomorrow. Which February 4th at Bad Moon Rising, 
Crazy Train will win. And then two weeks later, on February 18th, it will be Jason Hampton against West Blaze one-on-one to finally end this. End the bullshit. Fuck this bullshit. Bullshit's done. We said bullshit a lot of times right now. We did say bullshit a lot of times. You know what else is bullshit? What? Me this bullshit? episode's going a little longer than we thought it would. I'm still having fun. Yeah. But, since we already talked about the Rumble, we talked about RCW, we're going to go ahead and stop here, and we'll come back, we'll end the show, we'll pop, push, and get the fuck out of here. So hold tight, we'll be right back. This is the last bastion of professional wrestling, Colby Carino, and you're listening to the Turn the Buckle Podcast. And we're stacked. Stat? Did you say stat? I said stacked, isn't that what he says? Stacked, okay. I don't think he said stat. I swear, I swear it's not like you said stat. That's a hospital term. Is there, are we going to have an emergency? What's the emergency? Where's the fire? <laughs> <laughs> that was wrong of you to say because you know my response to that because it's what I say every time you say that. Which is? The old line from the Tom Green show. It's in my pants. It's okay, guys. It's in his pants. I'll take it from here. <laughs> if you haven't seen that episode of the Tom Green Show, I suggest you go back and look up what the fuck the Tom Green Show is and then find that episode and watch it. Fucking hilarious. Oh, but on that note, we are back. Since he doesn't say stacked, he says back. See, told you, Ben's not here. We fuck up the comebacks. Comebacks. But if you want my comeback, you'll have to get it off your mom's teeth. What, no sister joke? I mean, did you want me to make a sister joke? It's kind of weird that you suggested that. I think it's weirder that you said it about my mom who's been dead for fucking 20 years. I didn't say your mom. I said the people listening's mom. Well, you looked at me when you said it, though, motherfucker. But I pointed at the phone. All right, we're back, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) To pop and push. All right. Uh, You want to go ahead? You got a pop ready to go? I got a pop. All right. My pop is... RCW the Saturday night. This this is this weekend we're gonna have a great time. This weekend's Emily's birthday party. This weekend is also RCW, and we're gonna get to hang out after the show, record a little bit, throw some Patreon stuff out there, and have some drinky drinks. And we're gonna get to have Benjamin there this time because he was not there last week, last show, because you know, they're not feeling good and everything's going on with his pain and getting everything set up for this next surgery. So that was a little, little disheartening when you get to have him there. But I'm just super excited, and I cannot fucking wait. Let's fucking go. That's my pop. That's my pop. All right, good pop. Thank you for my good pop. Decent pop. Decent pop. You got a better pop? I'll take it. Okay, what's your pop? My pop is. Uh, I'm stealing yours. Uh, I've, mine's, uh, it's a decent pop, but you're still on mine. Well, not the one you said tonight, the one you always say. I love my job and my family oh, and my business. I love everybody and I have a massive vagina and my name is Josh. You done? No. <laughs> no, my pop seriously, though, is going to be... Uh, what the fuck are you doing? I just... <laughs> he's my burger suit. Or just the working at the Texas Inn and just saluting. Except for Grandma right here. She's just got a big-ass spoon in her hand. She's slapping her titty with a spoon? That's what it looks like from this angle. My pop is not Grandma slapping her titty with a spoon. My pop is uh, my family, my beautiful wife, my lovely 
somewhat annoying daughter. Uh, it's their birthdays. As we're recording this, it is Jennifer's birthday. As you're probably listening to this on the 3rd, it is my daughter's birthday. Uh, yeah, just the two of them, and they're... This Saturday we... <laughs> Oops. But yes, go ahead with your finish your pot. Finish your damn pot. I, you know, everything I do in life is for them. I... Man, that's the way it should be. Everything from getting up of the morning, going to work, to going out there and blowing off steam at wrestling when I can so I don't just go the hell off on everybody all at once. So, yeah, my pop, my family, I love them. Absolutely. Love you too, man. Oh, yeah, love you too, buddy. Fuck you. I was talking about the females in my life. Well, you said you loved your family. I'm fucking family, damn it. You knew this married my sister. You married me too, motherfucker. Oh, well, I want a divorce from your ass then. I ain't fucking getting it. Okay, now, push one. Who you got? My push one is a veteran of this business. Local. Jack Vaughn? Fuck Jack Vaughn. <laughs> if you don't know who Jack Vaughn is... Watch his TikTok. Look him up on TikTok. It's fucking hilarious. Veteran of this business comes around to the RCW as much as he can in action this Saturday night. My push one is a great mind of this business, and Ben will tell you that because he's known him for a long time. That's Casey Cage. Oh, yeah. When he was doing his promos, dude, I fucking got mesmerized. Like, literally, like, I hung on every word when he was recording his promos. It was the rain. Well, that that one for well, I was talking about the one that I was backstage recording for him. Like, look, I thought I did not hit record at first. Just somebody's like, "Did you hit record?" I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it." Because as soon as he started talking, I was like, "I was just it was like I got goosebumps listening to him fucking talk, man." And I cannot wait to be there. Right. Y'all may be serious for a yeah. minute. Oh yeah, Lance, you can be serious for a minute. All right. You say you're enthralled by his by his talking, his yeah. words, his voice. Yeah. You should hear him sing. He can sing. Yes. He used to come to the ring singing. I'm going to get him to sing Saturday night. I'm going to walk him back. So, so you can sing. Sing me a song, Casey Cage. Are you going to put him on the spot? I am going to put him on the spot. But, yeah, he did. He used to, hey, speaking of, go potty, Bubba. You're good. Okay, so Josh had to go take care of some daddy business. So his pop was Casey Cage, or his push one was Casey Cage. Uh, my push one is going to be a little uh, little different than that. Uh, I'm not going, I'm going somewhat local, I guess you could say. Uh, my push one is going to be uh, the Thrillbilly Silas Mason. Uh, if you don't know who that is, uh, look him up. NWA, uh, here in the past couple of weeks, he has gotten in, or a couple of weeks, the past few months, he's gotten in tremendous shape. He is an absolute beast, monster in the ring. Uh, his 
partner, on-screen partnership with his valet, uh, Pollo Del Mar, is one of the funniest back and forths you'll see. Uh, on the live edition of Power the other day, he was the MVP, in my opinion, he was the MVP of the big seven-on-seven uh, match they had for their actual wrestling main event. A uh, couple of eliminations. He should have ran the table the way he was going. So, yeah, definitely look him up. Throw Billy Silas Mason. Good one right there. Uh, yeah. Josh, I know you were away. I told everybody. Your push was Casey Cage that you were dealing with daddy stuff. Uh, yeah, I saw I heard your pick, yeah. Ben is talking about where he was texting the group chat. He should have ran ran the rest of the gauntlet. I thought so too, yeah. Come a long way, he definitely got definitely was fucking great. Definitely has improved so much. Well, he great. was one of the guys when we did the uh when we were up there for Always Ready in Knoxville. Uh of course, uh Plunkin invited us out to hang out with the guys after the show was over. And we were down there talking with Plunky, and then Silas and AJ Kazana came down in uh, some damn cut-off blue jean shorts, sleeveless button-downs, and cowboy hats. Both of them did. Uh, both carrying a 12-pack of insert random cheap beer here. Yeah, that was great. All right, that's our pushes and our pops. Yeah, I think we've uh, we've stayed up late enough to finish this up. We uh, got a late start recording, so it's almost midnight. So we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. I will get this episode posted up as quick as I can when I get to work in the morning. So guys, uh, don't forget RCW is Saturday night. Anything else you got to say? No, sir. For Turn the Buckle Podcast, I am Josh Cox. Wow, it feels weird not me saying that. Uh, well, motherfucker, somebody else can say it every now and then. I am Jason Hampton. So for me, Josh, Benjamin, and Wilbur, who are them two. Will's probably asleep. Ben just texted the group chat a second ago, so I know his ass is still awake. Peace out, fuckers.